Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Yankees Death Star podcast. Uh, another great day, two in a row. We got another Yankees win. Um, happy to see it, definitely. It was close, and uh, we pulled it out. So great to see against the division rival, who we've already seen in the Jays. Um, yeah, it was a good game, and... I'm here right now with both Dave and Mark. How are you guys? Yo, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back. Um, two wins in a row. That's exciting. Getting to see um, Iggy um, hit some some really good balls. I mean, that was great to see. Um, he was getting it done for us, and um, you know, it was, that was all we needed today. So that was awesome. How you doing, Dave? Man, I am doing great. I'm, I'm excited about this win. We got to see Chapman get his first save of the season, even though he's made four appearances. This was his first save. So this was exciting to see him at his best out there. Uh, today in the episode, we're going to break down the game inning by inning, let you guys know exactly what went down. Uh, we're going to talk about what we loved about this big win, because there's a lot to say about this uh, during the innings. Uh, we got a lot to say about a lot of different um, positional players and this the way that they were able to play. Uh, and then we're going to break down Cole's game. He just did a really good job, uh, minus a little blooper in the first inning, which we will get to. Uh, he just did an amazing job at fanning out these tr this amazing Toronto team. They're very young, but they're very, very good. And I think this is something that we need to keep an eye on. Um, we also want to talk about the MVP of the game. That is none other than Higgy. Higgy did amazing. He had an amazing game. Two home runs, uh, three RBIs, which is the amount that we scored tonight. Uh, really just an amazing job by him. Um, also, we have some questions about Higgy, and we hope to answer them. Matt and I are trying to figure out exactly where Higgy's place is and what, how many more plays or uh, uh, um innings and games he's going to play in this season so we will break that down and let you guys know what's up yeah let's get into it um we got garrett cole back on the mound today he's making his third start he's been pretty great so far he wasn't perfect um particularly in his first outing he had a couple of bumps last start he was great um his ZRA was one something going into this, so that's not bad. Um, so yeah, excited to see him make his third start. And uh, Yankees come up first. Excited to see DJ LeMahieu bust out of his slump right here, right? No. Uh, he strikes out again. He's still struggling. Um, then Stanton does work a full count, but then grounds out. Aaron Judge lines out one, two, three, top of the first inning. Uh, moving to the bottom, Cole gets Marcus Simeon, their leadoff batter, to pop out on the first pitch. Good start. <clears throat> Bo Bichette then singles uh, to right field. Vladimir Guerrero also gets a single um, after a, a good at bat. So two on, one out for Randall Grichuk. Um, with Grichuk up, Cole actually throws a wild pitch, which um, sometimes he sometimes he loses control and throws a wild pitch, and sometimes what's considered a wild pitch is a pitch that just has such 
crazy <laughs> crazy movement that it it just spins way farther than the catcher anticipated it uh higgy's solid behind the plate this one gets by uh which allows the vladimir guerrero who is not super fast to go to second um so they have runners on they have runners on second and third Grichik still up he grounds out to torres um, and that allows Bo Bichette to come home for the first score of the game. Uh, Cole then strikes out Kevin Biggio on three straight pitches to end the inning, but they do some damage. And this is, uh, we've, we've mentioned before how allowing a walk or having an error to allow players advance um, can can impact the game significantly, even though it seems like a small thing. So with that wild pitch by Cole, he allows Vladimir Guerrero to go from first to second. And this is significant because next guy up, Grichik, grounds out to the shortstop. Um, Torres would normally be able to convert that into a double play if Guerrero, especially since Guerrero is not that speedy. Um, with him being on first, normally a ground out to the shortstop is going to lead to a double play. But because of that wild pitch, Guerrero moved to second, and there was no longer a force out at second. So he, he stayed put on second. Um, Grichik did get out at first, but Biggio, I mean, excuse me, uh, Bichette being on third was allowed to score because of that. And if there had been uh, a double play opportunity, then that would have been three outs and Bichette wouldn't have done any damage. So even something as small as a single wild pitch advancing a guy from first to second can come back to bite you just like walks and everything. So uh, Cole's probably frustrated about that, but he looked pretty sharp nonetheless. Um, and we're going into the second down one to nothing. All right. And first up comes up Torres. He does a really good job. He says to Ray, he says, pitch to me. I dare you. I won't even swing the bat. Uh, he doesn't even swing the bat here. He sees six pitches and just stands in the batter's box and then just walks to a first base. That was really cool to see. Uh, Torres just did a really good job, was very patient, um, was really kind of like, I felt like he was laughing at Ray as he ran down uh, the first base line, being like, that was the easiest base I've had all year. Uh, even though I saw six pitches. Um, and then you had Urshela step up, and this is where I was excited because, like, Urshela needs a big hit. He's going to get a big hit, and he grounded into a double play. Now, this is going to be something that we're going to talk about um, a lot during this game. Uh, I found out during the broadcast that we are a lead leading, uh, hitting into double plays. I don't know if that's something that you want to lead the league in hitting like that. Uh, we're at 11. Uh, we had three tonight, so this was the first one that we had that grounded out to the double play. And then Frazier steps up, and he walks. Uh, he only swung at a one ball. On one ball, he fouled the ball off, and then he saw four straight balls. Uh, again, Frazier just did a great job. This is a good job by our hitting coaches. Uh, the young players seem to really pick up what the um, hitting coaches were going to say to them. Make Ray find the um, strikeout striking zone. Uh, and he just had trouble at some points tonight doing that. Uh, Odor, at that point, steps up, and he grounds into a field of choice at third. Frazier was out at second. That meant we're done. We got out of the inning. 
not doing any damage at all to the Toronto Blue Jays. It was really frustrating because I felt like we had what it takes to do it. Uh, but again, just not going to happen against Ray tonight and getting us um, a, a score as far as um, before Ray, com- um, Ray comes out of the game. Going into the bottom of the second, uh, Cole walks the first batter and then the second batter singles to center. And now they have a guys on and first and second. And I know what Cole's thinking, like, screw these guys. I'm done with this. And he just mows over the next three guys, stri- all three striking out. Uh, one strikes out looking, two guys strike out swinging. Uh, this was a really good job by Cole because at that point he was kind of shaky. But the second he did this, I knew it was over. He was going to start mowing out guys like it was like going out of style. And we saw that for a few more innings. So going into the top of the third, we are still down 0-1 to one, or 1-0. to zero. Yeah, that's right. You kind of hoped that we could uh, come back with Robbie Ray looking a little bit less than sharp, kind of like Cole in the first inning. Would have been nice to come back and uh, at least tie it. He pulls it together. He's a really good pitcher, so he's going to do that um, so we don't get anything done. But it's just a one-run game going into the third. Higashioka, we said he had a big game, Um, just not this at bat. His first at bat, he flied out. Uh, harmlessly to center. Next up, we have Mike Talkman, who started this game in center field in place of Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks um, talked to talked to manager Boone and said that he was what I read that was reported was he was pretty shaken up about the um, the shooting. That happened in Minneapolis, where uh, the police, um, according to the reports, accidentally discharged their weapons and ended up killing a man at a traffic stop. And Hicks has has previously played for uh, Minnesota Twins. I'm not sure if he has any other connections, but he uh, he was not he was not in the right frame of mind to play today. So they allowed Mike Talkman to start in his place in center field. So Mike Talkman is up after Higgy. He flies out. DJ LeMayhew gets his second at bat and once again strikes out swinging. In the bottom of the third, Cole back looking sharp. Gets Bo Bichette to line out. Gets Vladimir Guerrero. Called out on strikes on three pitches. Pretty nice. And then uh, Gritchick flies out to center fielder Talkman to end the inning. So it's still a one to nothing game. Uh, advantage Jays going into the fourth. All right. Getting into the fourth uh, and just re-echo what you know, Matt said is uh, we, we don't stand for any type of brutality. Um, and, and this is unfortunate that this happened. Um, anytime that um, any type of guns or any forces uh, used and un, in an unneeded situation is not a good situation. It's sad for anybody that's involved, whether you're the policeman that fired the weapon on accident or you're the person that got shot and killed and the family that has to deal with it. So our hearts go out to everything that's happening in uh, that, that region of the world. Uh, obviously we live in different areas, um, in America right now. So, uh, we will always, you know, keep those things that's happening in our prayers and our thoughts. And especially with Aaron Hicks, he has, like Matt said, a a big tie there, um, to that, that, that area, the Minneapolis area. And I do think it's going to be one of those things, 
uh, because he spent the first three years of his career, that, that's everything for a player. When you start your career anywhere, you always have a deep connection to the city, the deep connection to the surrounding areas, and a deep connection to the people. And I do feel very, uh, um, you know, I, I feel for him. I feel for Hicks. I feel for the situation that he's, you know, being put in. And I'm just glad that he was able to recognize that he needed time off and that you know, Boone is one of those managers that recognized that he was right and needed time off to get his head right and gave it to him. So awesome job by Boone and the managing staff to make sure that um, Aaron Hicks is being taken care of right now. So um, hopefully he gets back to the normal in a couple days. Um, we'll see what happens, though. Stanton grounded out to second in the top of the fourth. Judge walked Awesome job by Judge. Continues to make Ray pitch him. Like, that's what I love about this. Uh, every single one of these guys, are, we're, we're forcing him. Uh, you know, Ray was ahead on the count, almost the entire count on this. Uh, started off with ball, and then got two strikes, uh, and then threw another ball, and then got a foul ball, and then Judge just sat back and let and let Ray make the, uh, Robbie Ray make the mistakes. And he got two more balls, so he got to first. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do anything, so another batter was left on the on the plate. Torres flied out to right, Urshela grounded out to second. So going into the bottom of the fourth, Cole is pitching for New York, and he steps up, and he does what we know Cole best for doing, is he just throws out everybody. He uh, BGO flies out to center, uh, ground out to shortstop, and then fly it out to left. So again, he's just doing a really good job. He's making sure his pitch count is low so he can continue in this game. Uh, really great job by uh, Boone and the, the pitching staff um, to recognize exactly where he was at. When he did come out of the game, I was really interested in this. Um, it looked like he was a little upset that he wanted to go out and finish the game. I love that in type of intensity. I love that type of passion. Uh it's great. I mean, he had 98 pitches at the end of the game, and he's still like, ah, put the ball in my hand. I'm all right. I can go this. And it's, I mean, this is like his third start or fourth start. So, like, just give it time. Um, I'm really excited about Cole, and I love the fact that he is so, like, I want the ball in my hands every single second of every single game. I don't care. And it was nice. So, top of the fifth, we're still down 0 or 1-0, to zero, and this is when things start happening. Mac, let us know what's up. That's right. Uh, first batter up was Glenn Frazier. He struck out, so it didn't start happening right then. But Rugnet Ogdor, our new guy, the hero of the last game, is up, and he delivers. He gets a single, he takes a couple of balls, and then he gets a single to right field. Uh, next guy up is Higgy, who... I believe this is his third game total playing for us. I think his only three games are the ones he started, except for the very first game. I think he came in in the 10th inning, but he didn't get in at bat. So basically third game for Higgy. Um, He comes up and really, really delivers. Hits a home run to right center field, scores two. Uh, Good for Odor for being on base. Good for Higgy for hitting them both home. Uh, we take the lead in the fifth. Great stuff going for Higgy um, early in his uh, early in his season with us. He did pretty good the other day um, and has done well so far and gives us the biggest hit of the night for either team um, to put us up two to one. Mike Talkman's back up. He has a good at bat, works full, and then uh, hits a, a uh, line drive single 
to center to get on base. Um, and then, man, our boy, DJ LeMahieu, who has already struck out twice in this game, comes up with one on and one out and grounds into yet another double play. No one really knows what's going on with him. Uh, Dave, you mentioned his, just his timing is a little bit off, and really we both expect that to, uh, to fall back into place and for him to return to who he is because we're not seeing anything and there's nothing, um, there's nothing that indicates that this needs to be a, a permanent slump for him. And uh, all indications are otherwise based on the rest of his career. So we're going to keep cheering for him. I still want him leading off. I want him to stay in the leadoff spot until he gets hot or until we're, you know, 30 games in, something like that. So we're going to stick with him. Uh, doesn't work out for him here, but we do get the lead 2-1. to one. Going into the bottom of the fifth, Cole, still on the mound, gets Alejandro Kirk to ground out. Um, has a tough at bat with the next guy, Josh Palacios. He gets him to strike out swinging, and then he gets Marcus Simeon to fly out to end the inning. So 10 pitches, 3 up, 3 down, Cole. Um, aside from the, the the first inning, one or two little mistakes, uh, he's been dominant, and he's been the Cole that we know. So we he maintains the lead 2 to nothing. Yankees going into the top of the sixth. Yeah, and this is where uh, the Rays – Rays – uh, the Blue Jays decided to go ahead and take out uh, Robbie Ray. And if you look at the very top of the inning, and we want to break this down and, and get to ex- or exactly what happened in the fifth inning, you could tell that the Yankees really just got to him. Um, he was able to get out with DJ LeMahieu. Uh, he was able to work that out. Uh, but the reality is, is that he really messed up on a bunch of these pitches here. Uh, his placement was completely off, especially with uh, um, Higgy. Uh, you know, he gave him a knuckleball, fastball. I mean, everything was just off. And you could tell that he was trying to get his command back because he had the first two balls that were just completely off. Um, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, he gave a knuckle curve and it was right down the dead center. And, you know, like to me, uh, looking at that, that was to Odor, you know, and looking at Higgy, he gave him straight four straight uh, four-seam fastballs. And the last one he gave him was right down the center. Like, of course he's going to take advantage of that. Um, the only thing that saved him, again, was throwing into that double play with LeMahieu. And that's not going to happen every single time. So, again, this was a really good job by the Yankees to, to capitalize on this moment um, and getting this going. Uh, top of the six, uh, the new pitcher comes in for Toronto. Uh, he strikes out Stanton, judge, walks Judge, and then Torres grounds into our third double play of the evening. Uh, that just was sickening. Uh, we had another opportunity uh, to get um, another player on base, and we uh, Torres saw one pitch and grounded into a double play. Uh, just an awful situation there. Um, I do think that this is something that's going to be fixed because last year and the year before we were at one of the best teams at not doing that. So I do think they're going to work on this and getting this fixed out. Uh, Cole continued to pitch in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, he comes out and he throws out Bichette, Guerrero, and Gritchek. Right one, two, three. Boom, boom, boom. And gets those guys out. Uh, it was big because now uh, the Yankees are going into the seventh with a two-to-one lead. 
Yep, working on holding this lead, and Cole is certainly doing his job in that regard. Uh, Urshela coming up. Obviously, he had a huge game yesterday. Um, looking to continue on that. Doesn't. Grounds out. Clint Frazier grounds out. At this point, the Jays replace the pitcher with Ryan Baruki. Um, and he's able to get Rugnet Odor to ground out. So, one, two, three inning uh, for the Jays in the top of the seventh. And we get a one, two, three in the bottom for the Yankees as well. This time, it's Justin Wilson who came in at the beginning of the of the top or the bottom of the seventh to replace Garrett Cole. Um, good to see Justin back out making another appearance after his injury stint. Um, and he looked sharp. He got a, he got Calvin Biggio to fly out, Goriel to fly out, and Rowdy Telez to ground out on a full count. So we do what we need to do. We prevent any runs from scoring. We still have that two to one lead going into the eighth inning. All right, and the first person up is none other than Higgy. He steps up to the plate. Uh, he's seeing a new uh, pitcher for the um, Blue Jays, and he smashes one uh, 427 feet uh, to left center. Just just crushed this ball. It was amazing. Uh, it's crazy because he got behind in the count, and typically when a, a batter gets behind in the count, they try not to give him really good pitches. Uh, and, you know, Higgy stayed there, and he got a ball, and the slider was awful. And then he sees the sinker, and the sinker was just left over the plate uh, at 95 miles an hour. That's a p pitch that obviously Higgy liked. He likes the four-seam fastball. He likes the, the sinker that's over the plate that's coming at you fast, uh, and he just crushed it. So you're going to see a lot of teams that are going to start trying to get against that. Um, but I just was really impressed with how Higgy was swinging the bat because a lot of our guys just could not do anything at all tonight. Um, Talkman struck out looking. Um, and then they brought in Thornton for pitching for Toronto. Again, trying to slow down the game, trying to get us out here. Uh, very smart play. Um, obviously, they had LeMahieu up, and LeMahieu strikes out. Uh, and then Stanton grounded out to third. So that ending the ending in the, the top of the eighth, we were able to get one more run. So now we're up 3-1, to one, and the Blue Jays are knocking at the door. Uh, O'Day is, comes in pitching for the Yankees, and O'Day is like, a guy that we've talked about a lot on this show, he pitches a little sidearm. His pitches aren't fear, fast and furious, uh, but they get the job done. Um, he strikes out the first guy, flies out to left, um, the second guy, and then Simeon singled to left. Uh, Bichette walked Simeon to third or to second. But here's the thing, though. He, he went around these guys. He recognized that he needed a left-hand batter to go up against, and he batted away from these guys, uh, the right-handed guys. So it was a really good job by O'Day pitching around the guys. It's a very risky um, um, idea, but it pays off uh, 9 out of 10 times. This is one of those times that it definitely paid off for us, so it was nice to see. Um, then we were able to get uh, Gurriel to strike out ending the bottom of the eighth. That's right. Good job by O'Day to uh, hold off their batters and puts us in position. We just need one more uh, one more inning where we hold them to no runs, and we've got this. Uh, at this point, Danny Jansen comes in um, 
First man up for the Yankees in the top of the ninth. Aaron Judge grounds out. Glaber Torres been quiet for the most part tonight. Strikes out swinging. Urshela uh, looking to get some momentum continued from yesterday. Works a walk, so he's on base. Um, and then while uh, or they replace their pitcher with Tim Meza, who does some you know semi closing roles uh, for them. He comes in. Urshela immediately steals second base. Uh, Gardner works a full count and then gets called out on strikes. So uh, that ends the top of the ninth. Um, all we got to do is close it out. And the man for that is Araldis Chapman. This is his fourth appearance, I believe, but it was his first save opportunity so far. Um, we've been using him regardless, and I kind of like how we do that. It keeps him fresh instead of waiting for a save opportunity. Um, and if you're not sure, I'll give my best description. A save opportunity is when you uh, a pitcher will come in when you hold a three runs or less lead and you pitch I think you can pitch it doesn't matter how many innings you pitch as long as you close out the game so if you pitch even just the ninth inning alone and your team is up by uh, a couple runs or less then it's called a save opportunity and basically it just means uh, they should call it a don't blow it opportunity because essentially that's what it is your team has the lead and as long as you don't blow it then you get credited for the save. And a lot of a lot of closers are kind of nitpicky about that. They feel insulted if you bring them in and it's not a save situation. Like if you're if your team is up by five runs, some closers will get pissed off at being brought into the game because they don't get a save on their record. Chapman for a couple years now, we've been using him pretty flexibly and he seems to be okay with that, which I like. Um, so the first three appearances he made were not save opportunities, but they were important for us. Um, so he comes in, he gets his first save opportunity with just a one-run lead, so he's really got no wiggle room. Uh, he allows the leadoff guy, Gritchett, to double um, to on a liner to, to Brett Gardner. And then, uh, yeah, that one actually went off Talkman. Gardner, Gardner handled it off of Talkman. Uh, and then he shores it up, gets Kevin Biggio to fly out, and then he gets two straight strikeouts on Guriel and Telez to end the inning, gets his first save. The Yankees get their fifth win of the season. We move our record back up to 500. We no longer have a losing record. That's fun. Um, and we'll get to we'll get to do it again against the Jays tomorrow. Absolutely. This is a huge win for us. Uh, again, anytime that we can start um, a series with a win, I feel like it takes a lot of uh, uh, the issues and the, the psych out of it. Uh, so this is a good job by our team here. You know, I, I have a question. This is what Matt and I were talking about before the game. Uh, you know, we discussed it and, and both Matt and I think that Higgy can play 40 plus games this season. Um, we're looking at it as possibly a 42 uh, game season for Higgy. But if he continues what he's doing, Matt, do you see him taking more time and getting more games than 40, uh, maybe even 60 games this season? 
Yeah, it all depends on how well he and Sanchez are are batting um, and how healthy each one of them can stay. I know that they want to give Sanchez rest. They I they I know that their ideal situation would be for Sanchez to to bat great but then still to rest him about 20% of the games one once every five starts. But if Higashioka can um, can continue to perform like he did today at the plate um, that opens up all sorts of new opportunities um, if Stanton is sore or if they want to give Stanton a break on the same day that they give uh, you know Sanchez a break then Higgy can still come in and bat and they can put someone else in the field uh, or they can give uh, Gary a break from catching but still have him in the lineup as the designated hitter. Um, and definitely, this is, a, this is really good. Higgy um, performing well so far in his limited at-bats this year is really good for our options. Um, that plus the fact that Sanchez is probably been overall our best hitter so far this season that's awesome because when you're when your catchers are really dangerous at the plate it opens up all sorts of possibilities because there's a lot of catchers um, a lot of starting catchers in the majors who aren't really expected to do much at the plate they're basically in the game so that they can catch not let balls go by um, and not make mistakes but if you can have the added bonus of them crushing it at the plate, um, and Sanchez and Higgy have both been really good so far this year, then that opens up a whole bunch of other possibilities. So I'm excited to see it. I know that um, next time my guess would mean, I mean, unless as long as Sanchez is feeling okay, my guess would be we don't see Higgy, uh, save for maybe extra inning situations. We probably won't see him until Cole's next start, but you never know. Um, with the way he's batting, they might try to insert him in uh, to other games when possible, maybe uh, as a late late inning substitution for Gary if Gary's struggling and we're down by one. Um, he, he looks like, right now, he looks like someone that can crush it. He's, he's always had power. He's always had potential, but he's never been really consistent. So if this is a sign that he started to develop that consistency, that's going to be great for our lineup great for our uh, our our defense too having both of those guys uh, be able to be behind the plate and and uh, and deliver to the side of the plate all right so with that being said let's go ahead and break down what is happening tomorrow who we're playing who we're up against and trying to figure out all that other good stuff uh, tomorrow we have Ryu on the mound against us last time he uh pitched against us he did not get the win and he was able to strike out five batters so uh look for us to try to bounce back towards this uh it's always nice to look on here and see that dj has batted uh, has had or seen him 26 times throughout his career uh that's really big because you know he's trying to help those other guys to uh, look for see what they're looking for uh with the pitches and I really hope this is something that he can do to get out of his little slump that he's doing right now. Um, it's it's really frustrating. I know for him. I know for everybody that is a Yankees fan. You know what DJ is capable of. So uh, seeing him at not a uh, a good level right now uh, is not fun to watch for sure. Uh, but we will have uh, uh, Tyon on the mound. Uh, he did not get a win last game either. 
but he did get seven Ks. He pitched four and two-thirds inning uh, last time up. Just did a really great job. He, um, I don't know, he, he got his his pitches to look really well. He, he We talk about his uh, two-seam. Uh, I felt like that was just unbelievable, uh, the way that it was uh, going. Uh, and his four-seam fastball as well was just an unbelievable pitch. They're just nasty pitches. Tyon is, is a, a nasty, nasty, nasty pitcher. And I'm really excited that he is here with the Yankees and that he gets a chance to rehabilitate his career here, especially with his good friend Garrett Cole helping him out. Absolutely can't wait to see Tyon back on the mound. Uh, Ryu took the starter role at the beginning of the season for the Jays, and he's capable of that. Um, but that was partially due to Robbie Ray's injury, and uh, I believe Pearson might have been ahead of him in the depth chart. But Ryu is a really solid pitcher. Uh, it's going to be a good matchup. They, If I had to guess, I'd say there's probably a couple runs more scored tomorrow than there were today. But you never know. Either of these guys is capable of shutting the opponent down. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to another opportunity to gain uh, gain some advantage over a division rival in, and a good team in the Jays. So that's going to be... Is that another uh, evening game or is that in the afternoon? Do you remember? Uh, tomorrow it's at 7.07 okay. Eastern Time. Cool. Can't wait. Yeah, man. I love I love evening games. They're always fun to watch. Um, maybe not so much in um, the Toronto Blue Jays' is home this year. Um, I mean, there's not a lot happening in Buffalo, right, Mar- right Matt? Well, um, okay, uh, I'll interject. I could swear okay, when you right. mentioned that before, I saw something later, and they're actually playing in some even more random field in Florida. At least the first really? series okay. we had. It might be rotating. I, I don't know for sure. I thought I remember hearing the same thing that they were going to have since Toronto didn't want people coming in and out of the country. Um, I heard that it was going to be Buffalo was going to be like their permanent home. And unless I misread something, there are the last series was actually in Florida as a technically a Toronto home game. Home game. So. Yeah, and it looks like their last game was uh, Angels at Blue Jays, rained out in Florida, make up an Anaheim okay. high. So maybe you're right with that. Maybe they are playing in Florida. If so, they might move around. Yeah, if so, good for New York getting at based on availability, which is, makes it even worse for them. I feel bad for them. Sure, sure, and it, like again, that's that's like you said, super unfortunate. But I I think the the players make the best out of it, and especially being a weird year, that's all right. So. All right, so I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been an incredible year so far. All right, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, Again, this is the Yankees Death Star podcast. (laughs) We're we're glad you're listening, and we'll be back again for another episode tomorrow like we do how many days? Seven days a week. That's right. Every day, baby. Yeah, and I like the confidence, Dave. That was a great answer. <laughs> I, I just try to lay it out how it is, man. Even though I, I, I do. I was going to say every day, but you know, seven days a week is cool too. <laughs> Dude, I'm just fucking shit up today, aren't I? <laughs> no, it's All good. right, man. All right. All right. So, again, my name is Dave. I really appreciate everybody listening. Yo, my name is Mark. I am pumped up that we got another win. And, you know, obviously beating the Blue Jays was, you know, a little extra special. So, that was great. Right. I'm Matt and we'll see you guys tomorrow.